At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Sattenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We have an NBA playoffs to talk about, NHL playoffs to talk about, Major League Baseball, and the NFL schedule is out. So how many wins will your team get we will identify some situational spots throughout the schedule that might benefit or might hurt each and every team but first up the nba playoffs we saw one series close out the miami heat on the road take care of the philadelphia 76ers 99 to 90 they had a more than a double digit lead at one point and just kind of cruised here this Game, even though it was nine points, honestly, never really felt in doubt. It was close at the half. The Heat have a 10-point lead in the third quarter. And just going throughout the the third and fourth quarter, it was just a comfortable, comfortable lead. Didn't really get to any pressure points. Jimmy Butler continued to absolutely dominate. This dude... 32 points in this game. He did whatever he wanted in this series. It was amazing. And this Heat team has now made the conference finals for the second time in three seasons. And let's not forget, this was the team that went to the NBA finals in the bubble. This is a good team. This is a good run. Good coaching, roster built the right way, and yet it seemed the entire way through the not just the season, but into the playoffs, no one really gave the Heat their due. Just felt like it was all about the Boston Celtics and the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, the odds to win the Eastern Conference, the Heat are plus 105, the Bucks are plus 150, and the Celtics are plus 450. And obviously, we will find out what is to come 
of the Celtics and the Bucks. Will that series end on Friday night in Game 6 in Milwaukee, or will Boston force a Game 7 back on their home floor? But either way, either way, Boston wins or Milwaukee wins. I like Miami's chances. They will have the home ice advantage. Oh, home ice. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the hockey. They will have the home court advantage and being the one seed. And the way that they play defensively, they'll get Kyle Lowry back, I'm sure. He did not play once again in this game. And frankly, I don't even know if they need him, but he'll contribute once he's back healthy. And just defensively, they mat- they can match up with anybody. Look at the scores of these games. They win only allowing 92 points in game one. 103 in game two. That was a little high. Then they lose only allowing 99. They lose game four, a little bit of an outlier, 116 points. Then 85 and now 90. This team defensively is just on point. Jimmy Butler, like I said, having a heck of a postseason. And I think this Heat team is going back to the NBA Finals. And I can't wait to see them line up against either the Bucs or the Celtics. And as far as the 76ers, I, I, I said it the moment the trade happened. Call me a hater or, or whatever. But it was never going to work out with James Harden. I thought the Nets had addition by subtraction. And I thought this was a terrible move for the 76ers. And it's not all on his shoulders, right? They don't have Embiid for the first two games and they fall into an 0-2 hole. And then they respond, though. They hold serve on their home floor. Uh, they win two games. And they even up the series 2-2. And then the debacle that occurred in game five. And in that game, James Harden, well, kind of pedestrian. 14 points. 5 of 13 shooting. Nothing to write home about. Not an all-NBA player. Not one of the greatest players of all time. One of the greatest scorers of all time. No. And in this game, a closeout game, where your season is on the line, James Harden had 11 points. 11 on four of nine shooting. For James Harden, and I don't care anybody you want to toss to me and and, and talk about the, um, oh, he's contributing in other ways. Look at the nine assists, and, and he's transformed his game now. He's a facilitator. Okay. Dude, your season's on the line. You take nine shots? The season is on the line, dude. I don't care how great defensively they're playing against you. Do something. Get to the free throw line. Get Drive the lane. Create some offense. He didn't go to the free throw line in this game at all. Joel Embiid had 20 points on 7 of 24 shooting. Maxi 20 points on 9 of 22, 1 of 7 
from three-point range. I mean, at least James Harden made three three-pointers. Three of seven from three-point range. So seven of his nine shots were the three-pointers, but he's got to take double the shots there. For him to only have 11 points, I don't honestly, I don't know what his future is. He's got right now, he's got, I believe it is a uh, player option. So he is going to, I guess, exercise his option, right? And and going to pay a lot of money. $47.4 million that he must pick up before July 1st. If he doesn't, he'll become an unrestricted free agent and can sign with any team. However, with the way that he has performed for the 76ers, there's no one out there that's paying him that type of money. Now, Harden can pick up the option. He could exercise it and then extend his contract with the Sixers for four additional years to the max so he can get a five-year, $275 million offer. He could also extend that for any number that he and the Sixers agreed to beyond the max. Honestly, why would the 76ers pay this guy? And, I yeah, it's Daryl Morey, right? He wanted him. James Harden is his guy. He's going to build his version of the Houston Rockets there in uh, Philadelphia. Maybe he's going to hire Mike D'Antoni to be the next head coach. But honestly, this is, this is a player who's just a shell of himself and is not worth even close to $47.4 million that the 76ers will have to pay him when he opts into his contract. And once he does, oof. Well, the fade is on. Let's take a look at what's coming up here, or let's take a look at the second game that we saw here tonight. And and I kind of left myself questioning the same way that I was questioning watching that Golden State game on Wednesday night, and I'm like... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What is, what is going on? Seriously, what, what am I watching? 
do do the Suns not want to win this game? Are they comfortable playing a game seven at home? And the answer might be yes. Because in this game, in the first quarter, all right, it's back and forth, whatever. In the second quarter, the turnovers start to, you know, mount, give up some open looks, and you're down 15 at the half. Okay, it's not terrible. It's doable. We've seen teams come back in the NBA playoffs plenty of times. The Milwaukee Bucks just beat the Celtics the other night when they were down 14 in the fourth quarter. So these comebacks happen. But in the second half, it was more like what we saw, I guess, in game three when the uh, Mavericks won that game. Open looks, open threes, and they hit them. Give them credit. The Mavericks hit their open threes. The turnovers, wow, the turnovers. And our very own uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, he even documented on Twitter, uh, Phoenix turnovers, uh, 10, 17, 17, 17, 12, 22. Yeah, you don't win when you turn the ball over 22 times. From the NBA playoffs to the Stanley Cup playoffs we go. We talk about all the action on the ice coming up next with our very own Andy McNeil. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN V. Sports Betting Network. Let's talk about all the action on the ice with our senior hockey betting analyst. He is Andy McNeil. You read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly on vcin.com as well. And you catch him all across the network as well as Sportsnet. He does a great job on that. And Andy, we got a bunch of Game 7s. Any of these results here on Thursday surprise you that in the games in the Game 6s that Forced Game 7, so the Bruins beating the Canes, and then the Oilers over the Kings, and Lightning, of course, over the Maple Leafs. Well, it's, uh, we're, we're all that surprising. I mean, the, 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 the game between, between Toronto and Tampa Bay was about as close of a game as you'll see all playoffs. I mean, uh, both teams had their, had their chances. Um, I thought it was gonna. I thought it was Toronto's night. I really did, especially in overtime. They had some some glorious chances, but, uh, but that's how how it goes. And um, I, I guess if there was one result, I mean, I was I was a little surprised to see Boston um, come out with such a big win. Obviously, they had had uh, Hampus Lindholm back in the lineup, so they were at full strength. Um, 
but they, they had to survive a, an onslaught of, of Carolina power plays early in that game. And uh, so I was, I was pretty surprised that things worked out the way they did for the Bruins, but um, all in all, I mean, St. Louis and Minnesota, the, the, the blues seem to have the wild number. Um, and, and that was the case again, again, tonight. And uh, the others, obviously they had their backs against the wall and they came to play in LA, just picking up a two, a four, two win. For the lightning, Andy, now 17 straight playoff wins after a loss. Is that one of the more incredible streaks that you've seen? Yeah, I mean that's a, it's it, it, it is an incredible streak, and um, I was I think like I said it was it was pretty close to coming to an end tonight. Um, uh, an interesting thing from the last two playoff years and and this one um, heading into tonight, the Lightning were two and or sorry twenty six and two uh, in games where Vasilevsky allowed two or fewer goals, but they were eight and fourteen now nine and uh, fourteen. Um, in games where he he allowed three or more, so um, you know it, I I kind of feel like this series is um, is still is still up in the air. Obviously, uh, uh, game seven here uh, in Toronto, and um, the the Leafs they've they've got the skill to win this thing. Whether or not they do, I don't know, but um, they'll have a they'll have a good opportunity to, to do it on Saturday. What do you attribute to all the overs we've seen? here in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Is it just more penalties leading to more power plays, or is there something else? Well, I think some of it has to do with the, the early goalie pulls um, in the playoffs. But, um, you know, this is just the this is the NHL now. It's, uh, it's uh, an offensive league. Teams are, are really, um, you know, getting to those, those high-danger areas probably uh, more so than they, they ever have. Uh, it's um, a lot more the the game's kind of becoming a lot more optimal in a lot of ways. I'm sure there will be some sort of correction in the future as coaches, you know, figure things out and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, the the game's just it, this this has been the NHL this year. Scoring is up, and uh, that's how these teams are playing. The Rangers and Penguins will play here on Friday night. With the Penguins looking to close out the series, they have a three two lead. New York has been favored in every game of this series, even the games in Pittsburgh, Andy. And I assume it has to just do with the goaltending edge that they have with Louis Domingue in net for the Penguins and Igor Shesterkin, although Shesterkin has not played up to his Vezina Trophy standards here in this series. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's just a good example of, you know, how how things, the the, the odds, uh, the game odds are, kind of set more on expectations, right? And Louis Domingue is uh, not really an NHL goaltender. Uh, I don't think the Penguins ever envisioned him starting, uh, you know, one playoff game, let alone, you know, leading them through an entire series, basically. So with, uh, with Shesterkin, I mean, he's he's definitely looked shook at times, but um, I think the Rangers played really, really poorly through those first five games. Um, obviously the, the injury to Sidney Crosby certainly, uh, certainly helped them out in, in game number five. Um, and, and we still don't know his status. So that's a, a big deal too. Um, I would, I would think if Crosby's in the, the, the thing, things will flip a little bit here. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that the, the market is expecting him 
to play because we really don't know uh, what the status is. And he's got that long history of, of head injuries, right? So um, definitely a, a delicate kind of situation heading into tomorrow, and um, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I still give the edge to the Penguins in, in just about every area except for goaltending. Uh, Crosby's line has shut down uh, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Uh, for for most of the series, and um, if he's good to go, it's 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 Penguins or nothing for me. Every single game of this series has gone over. Would you look to the over once again? It's at six and a half. Yeah, I mean it's 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 that kind of series. Uh, Shesterkin, you know he, he's he's been good at times, but really, uh, you know, not since that that triple overtime game has he really kind of showed. Uh, showed us the, the kind of skill that he did in the regular season. So um, it's it's going to be that kind of game. There's a ton of, of great offensive players on both sides. Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, uh, you know, and the, up and down the Rangers lineup, right? The, the Adam Fox, uh, Artemi Panarin, who's been uh, probably a lot more, uh, a lot quieter than, than Rangers fans would like him to be. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a, that's, that, the kind of series that we're, we, we've seen, and there's no reason to expect any different in the in, in game number six. Panthers are heavily favored on the road in D.C., looking to close out the series against the Capitals. Can Washington force this back to Florida for a game seven? Oh, I hope they can. Um, I can't remember a time where, where I bet on a bigger underdog to win a series and had the chances uh, you know, to, to, to be up in the series that Washington has had, they, they, you know, they coughed up that, that lead in, mm-hmm. uh, in game number four with, with just a couple of minutes remaining, uh, that two, one lead. And then they have a three, nothing lead, uh, in game number five, they could easily be up three, one in this series as three to one underdogs. So here they are down three going back to, to Washington. Um, you know, I'd love to think that the, the capitals have a chance and, and they do, um, I don't think the the Panthers have the goaltending to to really shut anybody out, and the Capitals have um, a lot of offensive weapons. But um, yeah, it, it really feels like Florida's found their game that they didn't have early in the series, and uh, it, it's going to be tough. And I think for the most part, the value's kind of been fed out of this series. Like I, I think Washington, uh, there was a lot of value on them throughout the series, but now down to plus 160, plus 150 at some sports books. Um, that's not enough for me right now. So I'm just riding out my series best. <laughs> How impressed have you been with Jake Ottinger in that Flame Star series? Well, I was impressed. I wish he would have got one more save last night, though. I had <laughs> 29 and a half, and uh, he, he, he finished with 29. And, and, you know, obviously that's not his fault. He can't control how many pucks hit the net, but uh, my God, the Flames missed a lot of shots early, um, but he's been he's been great. And I mean, if if Dallas wins this series, he's easily the the, M, the MVP of the first round. Uh, the Stars are a mediocre team. They they they've got the right strategy. I mean, they're they're not going to win the series if they try to run and gun with Calgary. So they've got a great strategy. And uh, really, I think you know Rick Bonus has outcoached. Daryl Sutter at times, um, but Sutter's found a way to, to prevail, right? So I think um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think Dallas is going to come out and they're going to try to shut Calgary down again. 
they they took Elias Lindholm out of the game uh, last night uh, with some some pretty creative uh, defense and um, yeah I think it's I think it's going to be interesting but Calgary is just a better team they're they're mm-hmm. better in 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 every in every way really um, maybe outside of uh, of toughness and grit uh, which Dallas has a lot of um, but yeah it's it's uh, they've got Jacob Markstrom and he's been great too so. Uh, I expect the Flames to win on the road tomorrow night. Andy, appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with your bets tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Scott. There Have a good night, man. Andy McNeil, our hockey analytics expert here at VSIN. Follow him on Twitter at Digital Game. We'll, we'll shift back to the NBA playoffs coming up next. James Alberino at Spread Investor on Twitter will join me coming up next right here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now to talk about the NBA playoffs is James Alberino, who you follow on Twitter at Spread Investor. And James, the Miami Heat close out the 76ers in six games, four games to two, with a 99-90 victory in Philadelphia. Uh, you had a big future on the Heat what is it about this team that makes them so dangerous now and, and a, a real threat to win the Eastern Conference against no matter who they play in the Eastern Finals? Their defense is really, really good. P.J. Tucker was the main reason why James Harden had a tough game tonight. And then when you throw in a guy like Bam Adebayo in the middle who helps whenever guys drive down in, in the paint, uh, it, it makes them really tough. Victor Oladipo, the last two weeks, really since the middle of the Hawks series when Kyle Lowry got hurt, he's gotten more minutes, and it's been big. He's playing fourth quarter, late fourth quarter minutes now for the Heat, and he's playing well both sides of the ball. He's, he's a ball stopper uh, defensively and offensively handles the ball while he's shooting pretty well. And that takes this team to another level because it gives them another guy off the bench like Tyler Hero who they de- they could depend on for scoring. And when you have a guy like Max Strews who's undrafted and is starting and playing 40 minutes, scoring 20 points and, and 11 rebounds, the way he played tonight, it, it's almost found money because that was a guy that a year ago you would have never thought he would be in the heat rotation. So their depth, their defense, Really, their resilience, too, because when this was at 2-2 in the middle of this series, it was really, really murky if the Heat were going to finish this series out and they come back with two really strong games. Is there a big difference with or without Kyle Lowry? Honestly, Gabe Vincent has played so well in so many big games for the Heat that the drop-off tonight wasn't even noticeable. Vincent made plays 
He plays good defense. He's not a liability defensively. He he had a big steal late in the game tonight on Maxi that led to a big transition bucket. Um, you know, you want to have Lowry out there, but Lowry, if he's playing, you know, half limping up the court like he did in game four, then there's no point. So I think that he do have enough to – at the very least, make the, a very long series with whoever they face in, in the next round of the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, they do have enough to still win it and, and go to the finals. Yeah, the second Eastern Conference Finals in the last three seasons. Uh, the Suns losing to the Mavericks, James. I, I, I found myself question, having the same questions that I had watching the Warriors get blown out by the Grizzlies on Wednesday night. Just like I couldn't believe what I was watching. The turnovers, just leaving guys wide open to hit three-pointers. This was a sloppy performance from Phoenix. I don't want to take anything away from Dallas, but this was a sloppy performance from Phoenix. It's also tough when you watch these games. 48 hours ago, we're watching the Suns win by 30. Yep. And a third quarter, a third quarter that they win by 20-plus. And tonight, they... It's deja vu from game three and game four where they can't get anything going. So I honestly can't remember a NBA series where the home and road variance was this big game to game. So it, it the natural lean would be, okay, Suns take it game seven. Chris Paul hurt his hand at the end of this game, though. That's going to be a factor. Um Yeah, I, Dallas. It, it's just a, it's a head scratcher seeing the, the drop off home the road. And uh, right now, Phoenix lining up as a six and a half point favorite over Dallas in that game seven, and that's kind of on pace with or on par with what we've seen the lines uh, for every game. Uh, they were six point favorites in games one and two. They were a seven point favorite. In game number five, does this line make sense? Is this would you have adjusted either way? No, because the Suns have proven that, that they'll take care of business at home and cover with margin. And until the Mavs are able to hit the shots that they're hitting at home on the road, you have to lean the Suns. Game seven, home team, it, it is a big edge. You know, Bullock shoots five for 11 from three tonight. Dinwiddie five for seven from three tonight. Is that going to happen? Two guys combining for 10 for 18 from three. Um, you know, and the Suns aren't going to hit only six three-pointers at home. Devin Booker didn't hit a three-pointer tonight. Bridges, seven points tonight. He only took seven shots. He had a big game in, in game five, so... No, you really can't adjust it because uh, you can't make it lower. Look what the Suns are—the win by thirty at home. Yeah, uh, would you lean towards the under in Game Seven? It's yeah. it, there's been a huge yeah. adjustment. It's two oh nine and a half. Yeah, well, look, you know the Suns' defense is going to play a lot better. They've consistently been a lot better at home, and. If the Mavs can, the Mavs played really good defensively in the first half of Game Five in Phoenix, and then the third quarter was really when the, the Suns went on their run. So, it wasn't like the Suns really exploded offensively for four quarters. Yeah, there, there's 
game seven, making a case for an over is hard normally, but the way that this is trending, yeah, I think points are a premium. Would you be surprised if Dallas won this series? Surprised? No. Luka Doncic, probably the best player on the floor. Close with him and Booker, but Luka's just really, really good. And Dallas has a lot of guys. If Dallas gets hot from three in Phoenix, anything can happen. They are the team that they have legitimately six to seven guys who can score multiple, hit multiple threes in a game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, looking at the games here coming up on Friday, uh, what's your early lean for the Bucks and the Celtics? I think the initial reaction, the human nature reaction after the way the game five ended is, well, how do the Celtics come back from that? That's going to be really tough to come back from. But the thing with this team specifically, and, and that argument does have merit, this team has typically been at their best when they are most desperate. And, and in this series, when they were desperate, they performed well. Down 2-1 in Milwaukee. They win the game, close it out strong. Even though they were trailing in the third and the fourth quarter, they played their best when they had to. Game two, absolutely had to win at home down 0-1. They win that game. If you're Boston, you know, you're you're hanging your head for sure after blowing game five, but if you're being optimistic, you're saying both games in Milwaukee, we one we won, and the game that we lost in Milwaukee, we could have won. Uh, Celtics have been right there or won games two, three, four, five. So it's not like Milwaukee has run away with any of the last four games. And they're getting good performances from Brown and Tatum. If Horford could step up again the way that he did, I mean, just half of what he did in game four, the Celtics should be in a good position. Um, Milwaukee's still not scoring easily. They had a, they were down six with a minute and 40, so they had to play some – and it hit some really, really tough shots. So I, I think the Celtics can't play well tomorrow in cover. Well, the market's telling us that they, they, they feel like the Celtics are the better team. Because the Bucks are only a point and a half favorite at home, and we know how important home court has been in this NBA playoffs. So it's probably the true three point value being at home. And the fact that the Bucks are one and a half tells me that the market agrees that the Celtics are the better team. Yeah, um, no, no doubt. I. Just, uh, I think the bigger factor also too is just coming off a loss. How how teams in this series have played. Um, yeah, I think you're going to get a really good defensive effort, and they, you don't take the one and a half if you're playing the Celtics. Yeah, plus money line play. Yeah, plus one hundred five on the money line play. Yeah, money line play. You take the plus money, and and you know it'll be a tight game. Absolutely, James. Hang with me because I want to get to the Warriors and the Grizzlies and uh, dedicate some good time to that. Okay. Yeah, sure thing. Yep, he's James Alberino, sports handicapper. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. We'll talk about the Grizzlies and the Warriors game six from San Francisco coming up on Friday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Montobo will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, rejoined by sports handicapper James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor and James, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors against the Memphis Grizzlies. What was your reaction just watching the way that stat, whole, well, really the whole game, but especially the second half unfolded in game number five? Well, obviously it was pretty ridiculous the way that the Warriors didn't have a chance at any point in that game. But the reality of it is, aside from... Lack of effort, lack of energy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. From Golden State, the Grizzlies do have some advantages and some things that they can go at, even without John Morant. There's a big height disadvantage for the Warriors. They had trouble in both games, four and five, stopping Jaron Jackson. He had 21 points in both games. Memphis had 18 offensive rebounds last night. Uh, Brandon Clark has given them problems off the bench all series. And now that you have Tyus Jones starting, him and Bain both got going last night without John Morant. You know, the the silver lining to John Morant being out for Memphis and why the Grizzlies performed so well this season is because those guys, when they get more shot attempts, it just plays into their favor because they're both good players. So if their shot attempts are limited when John Morant's on the court, uh, it, it just helps spread out the distribution a little bit. Bain's a hell of a player, shot four of six from three last night. Tyus Jones had 21 points last night. And they play as a team 
good two-way basketball. They're they they're a good physical team on defense. They have enough shooters. It, it's a balanced team, and they have a good bench still, even without John Morant. So, I think eight points tomorrow is a lot, even with the Warriors just got embarrassed factor. Um, I don't think it's so easy to to start and stop getting in rhythm, especially when you're talking about laying eight points. Has anything uh, stood out about the Warriors' performance that maybe you don't like right now from what you're seeing? Well, look, they they go up 3-1, or they're up 2-1, and John Morant is out for the rest of the series. Mentally, you're the Warriors. They clearly relaxed at that point. The way they came out in game four was laughable. Um, I mean, they just shot so poorly. It was it was clear as day. They just mentally weren't prepared. Um, and then that was even more evident, followed up with the way that they looked in game five. So, yeah, it, it's just really, you know, it, it, it's almost like they went into – pseudo vacation mode like this series is over mm. and and they and in terms of closeout games they struggled to close out the nuggets and the nuggets were not a good roster this year outside of Jokic. they were a very very oddly constructed roster without jamal murray um so with the warriors struggling there to close out games this is not an easy situation to close out memphis with yeah. or without john so taking the eight points, you definitely think is uh, look, is worth the look. Uh, any feel on the total at two seventeen and a half? Um, no, not not confident here. I lean to the under, but um, I, I get the sense that Memphis is going to be able to score inside and get second chance points. So I, I don't want to be involved in the total there and and Golden State. The shooting should even out a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from the total. Looking at the conference odds right now, uh, the Heat are the favorite in the East. Then you got the Bucks, the Celtics at plus 450. Uh, is that worth a look? Well, if you're going to place a future at all at this point, I think that the Celtics at that price would be the only way you go because it's the only, it's the only thing that has – Real value at this point, you know, if they win Game Six tomorrow night, then uh-huh. that here, then that, that future is going to be south of plus two hundred. So, um, I don't see it making any sense to grab the Bucks at this point at all. What about the Mavericks at plus eight hundred or the Grizzlies at plus twenty two hundred? Oh yeah, Mavericks maybe eight hundred. Mavs at eight hundred is a great ticket if they get hot shooting. Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder on the road. But if they do have one of those days where they start hot shooting, yeah, plus 800 will be very, very attractive, um, especially if they meet the Warriors and the Warriors have one or two games where they're not fully into it. The Mavs will, the Mavs will win a couple games in that series. Ooh, that seems very attractive. Mavericks right now to win the NBA Finals is plus 2,000. Uh, Celtics plus 900, your favorite is the Warriors, 220, Suns plus 300, Heat plus 425, Bucks plus 425, Grizzlies plus 6,000. So those are your futures odds right now. James, I appreciate the time and the insight, man. Good luck with your bets here over the weekend. 
Absolutely, man. Talk soon. There he is. James Alvarino, Sports Handicapper. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. So here's what we're looking at for Friday's games. Right now, you have the Bucks as a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Celtics in Milwaukee, looking to close out the series. Total of 211. A little bit of an adjustment. Uh, the last time these two teams played in Milwaukee, it was a uh, one-and-a-half-point line from Milwaukee, 213 was the total. So a little bit of an adjustment towards the under on the total. The uh, game three in Milwaukee was a a two and a half point line, and that line was 211 and a half. So we've seen the totals kind of fluctuate here in this series. Uh, In Boston, Boston was a uh, five and a half point favorite, and the total was 214 and a half. So this one has been going up has been going down, and this is where they're settled in right now as the Bucks one-and-a-half-point favorites, so no adjustment from the last time they were in Milwaukee, and 2-11, which is a little shorter of a number. Memphis is going to be in San Francisco at the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are an eight-point favorite. That eight is juiced right now at DraftKings at minus 115, and the total is 217-and-a-half. This has been an adjustment, which is so interesting because there's no John Morant. Uh, the last time these two teams were in um, in uh, San Francisco, that was the first game that John Morant did not play. The line was nine and a half and two twenty-five and a half. So nine and a half, two twenty-five. Now we're seeing eight points and two seventeen and a half. So a big adjustment on the total and a a point-and-a-half adjustment on the spread from game number four, which was in San Francisco. From the last game that they played in Memphis, game number five, Golden State was a four-point favorite, which kind of lines up to them being a 10-point favorite, right? Uh, If you take away the, the home court. And if you're saying that they're four on the road, that means they're seven on a neutral and 10 at home. And the total in that one was 218 and a half. So closer to the 217 and a half that we see here for game six. But that spread was so it goes from nine and a half. They blow them out. Essentially, it goes to 10, if you want to put it that way, with them being a four point favorite on the road. And they lose. And now we have the adjustment down to Warriors minus eight. So a lot of respect in the market given to the Dallas, uh, excuse me, to the Memphis Grizzlies. And Memphis plus eight could very well be the right side of this game number six. And for the Warriors, the way that they played so just in the second half, nonchalantly, just kind of just brushing that game off, boy, they got to win this game. Because if it goes back to Memphis, they ain't winning in Game 7. I can tell you that much. And then we'll talk about the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead for... Second time. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll take a look at the NFL schedule release coming up. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.